Oh, yes. Unlike Texas, we're back. Ice cold, Ice cold. Wow. No one can see it, but Micah has one of the freshest fades I think I've ever seen. My God. It is very aggressive. Thank you. I... Here's the thing. Well, hello. Welcome to Backdoor Cover. Yes. I'm Micah. That's Brad. Sorry, I had to go right uh, at it. Now, I was due a haircut. Okay. And uh, so we were in the city. We went into Manhattan on Saturday. And um, my God, it's marvel. It's marvelous, Micah. That thank, is a thank you. fabulous back, haircut. You should you should feel the back of my hair, my head, like right here. It's like soft as a baby's bottom. I've never felt it like this. For those of you listening, we are on a Zoom call. I am just able to listen, not touch the baby's bottom on the back of Micah's head. But I would if you were here, Mike. I sure would. Thank you. Um, I would encourage you to go check out Made Man Barbershop. Uh, I think in the in the the West Village, but I don't really know where it was. Bro, are we a uh, are we a barbershop influencer now? Like we know about I did- the spots. I did spend the whole time talking about my man Casey at Big City Barbershop in yeah. Austin. Because you're uh, feeling guilty or what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody's yeah. cut my hair but Casey for like six years, except for, did I tell you the story about the meth head who cut it at mm. a Supercuts? No, but uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, you, you just learned the story. Um, <laughs> no, I had, uh, yeah, I went, so we went went to this barbershop. I called. This is the Kate meth head? Like, no, 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 the one in the city. Okay, okay. Uh, my man Jay. Who I'm sure is a podcast listener. Oh, definitely. Um, he's Huge a big audience in New York. Fan. Yeah, there was a big Knicks trade that day. But yeah, he. Uh, I, I called and was like, "You guys have any availability at three thirty? It was like three fifteen. He was like, "Yeah, come on in, ask for me." So, I went in. I sat down. He was like, uh, "You like tequila? Or you, you want a drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" And he just took out like a handle of Casamigos and mm. poured me like at least four fingers jeez he's like take a shot i'm like dude that's like three shots you just poured me but i'll let's get started and but the the reason i tell you that is because i don't really know like only my man casey at big city barbershop in austin cuts my hair yeah so i don't really and casey either says do you want to be conservative or aggressive yes because there's only two haircuts that i get yeah and uh i think that it's called a high bald fade yes that's what you have which is the aggressive one and uh, so, like, that's, like, the only thing I knew how to say. I didn't know how to tell this guy, like, I typically go for a highball fade, but I want more conservative. Like, he doesn't understand the language in which I speak. Yes. The vernacular so he was like, you want me to fade you? He was like, what are we doing today? And I was like, fade me up. And he's like, w- in what way? I'm like, highball fade? <laughs> and so I got, I got a very clean highball fade. So you drank three, uh, three fingers of, of Casamigos, blacked out, and showed up at home with, like, the most aggressive high high fade you've had in a couple of years i mean this may be the most aggressive ever it's had. amazing the guy, yeah he he took a long time to fade me up mm. uh, big respect to jay like right, i mean he, they must be thriving here's if the they other, can give away that much cost amigos they yeah they must be they have nothing but five-star reviews and i realized kim was like oh one? now i see why because as i haven't yet but as we were leaving like they had uh like qr codes all over the place and like uh, please give me a five-star review i'm like all right man well they are um it. anyway it was, it was a great cut. I, it was weird. I had a weird thought during this haircut. And, okay. and, you know, maybe people can call me at, you know, any sort of derogatory name they want. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I bet this guy knows, knows how to cook. Why do you say that? 
just his attention to detail. Like yeah. I bet he's good at I bet he's good at seasoning like a mm. tomato sauce like throughout the process. He's about the details, step by step details. Okay, I, it's it's one of the weirdest thoughts I've ever had while getting a haircut. So I'm sure people will call me names, but uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, to me, like the clear indicator is that he uses too much butter when he cooks because he pours you three fingers of tequila when he cuts your hair. And uh, that but was I'm down little, with that. That was a little sloppy. And the other thing that was fun there is I had no idea how much it was going to cost. There yeah. was no the website didn't say anything. You were just there paying was no market pricing. price. Yeah, it's like market price lobster. Who knows what you're going to get? <laughs> yeah, and and actually, it was a very reasonable price. Okay. I think it was like forty three. Yeah, I tipped in twenty five percent. He so, gave you like I mean, twenty dollars a liquor. If it was going to be one hundred and fifty bucks, it was, I would have like gulped, but I wouldn't have been shocked, you know. Yes. Okay. If it was a hundred, I would have been like, okay, I guess that's what it cost here. But this uh, is an excellent recap. Good America. haircut. Yeah, really good. Okay, for those of you Thank in New you. York City, if you need a, a high bald fade, you go to your boy Jay. Get yourself a little liquor while you're there. Uh, I will. I will, uh, and you should as well. I, I will go see him again. Wait, okay, here's the more important question. Did you have a little bit of early bird before you went too? Like, were you on? Uh, were you on with the boys at early bird too? Uh, no, not you, in the city. That's yeah. a little. That's sensory overload. Um, you waited till you got home you know, afterwards. I want to have my faculties, but yes, I, I have enjoyed quite a bit of early bird on this trip. Uh, it is now sober, on the planet. There's no. There's it is no now sober argument. January for for those who participate. Mm. There's no better way, or not sober dry January. That's I what think, it is. is That's is what the it is. Correct term. That's great. Um, but let's let's yeah let's get dry with it earlybird.com just for the record, earlybirdcbd.com go ahead i think dry january is lame i i'll tell you this oh, every no, year we have I, this argument i disagree every year. with it i fundamentally but i do like the the spirit of it and i do like the fact that early bird is your uh proper crutch here going through a, a difficult time of sobriety or whatever you want to call it thank you so uh, uh i don't i you know i haven't really decided if i'm going to do it i think i will but I have a wedding on Friday in mm. Long Island. Good luck with that. Uh, uh, yeah, black tie. So, like, obviously, I'm going to drink at that. And uh, the last couple of years, I've drank uh, Heineken Zero during Cowboys playoff games, and it's just it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, that sounds you know? terrible. Well, anybody out, so anyways, this, anyone we, out there we may who's cheat doing a this, little bit, uh, you can get your uh, first order of Early Bird CBD at earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code Backdoor Cover. That's twenty percent off. Uh, they are boys. They re- they support us every year. We uh, would love it for y'all to support them as well. So go check them out. No All right, doubt. Micah. We need to get the uh, we need to get our MWBP M- MWBK Christmas party on the books. Oh yeah, uh, sometime in January because we missed it ASAP. And uh, anyway, all right, let's talk sports. This is a sports podcast. We're now nine minutes into it. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of football over the weekend. Uh, we told you that we were going to come on and preview the college football games. We did not. Lies. And um, uh, apologies, but mm. uh, Michael was closing deals till like midnight what? on Friday. So you know, sometimes you got to make a buck. Yeah, I, t- I mean, I could tell that story real fast while we're here. Well, it was during uh, the Missouri Friday, game. You were still making a sale, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on East Coast time here in New York, and um, the game didn't start till eight o'clock. And at seven thirty, I was like, "This right, is I've Missoula, got one Ohio more, State." Yeah, yeah. I've got the biggest football game our school has played in ten years. Um, I had one deal that that had that was still like pending that was going to go through, and I was like, "I can quarterback this from my phone," and you know, I I can get by with that. And there were like three, there were two other ones. And I'm like, "These are real long shots. They're not coming in. Let's go to the bar. Like, I want to go have drinks and chicken wings and watch this game." Mm. 
And so, like, as soon as we get in the car, my phone starts going. Caitlin drove. I get there. As soon as I look at the menu, the phone rings. As soon as I order my first beer, the phone rings. And so I spent most of the first half just outside closing deals. But you did awesome. close it, yes? And I did. And we ended up closing four deals. Holy shit. The one that I thought plus three more. So anyway, uh, shouts, to, uh, shouts to my team at uh, Lease Point Funding Group, the greatest back office squad in the country. Well, they're at fault for us not getting together because Mike is just working his ass off. And, uh, yeah, I'm respect. just burning down. Yeah. No, it was a good time. Shouts to all the salespeople out there who – who got their end of quarter grind on? So we missed uh, we missed our uh, promised uh, comeback for a recording of the preview, but let's just go ahead and recap, baby. Yeah, let's talk about the games last night. We'll start with the college football, and then we'll get back into uh, the pros. Uh, let me also say for the record, I was wrong about both these games last night. Mm. So I, you know, I would have I would have taken Bama and uh, UT, and uh, both lost straight up and mm. against the spread. Obviously, uh, we'll start with the Michigan Alabama game. 27-20, Michigan wins in overtime. Um, can I say something here, Brad? Please. I think Missouri is better than both these teams. <laughs> is that right? What makes you say so? That was my impression watching this game. Yeah, They're, because we whipped the shit out of the string of Ohio State? That's true. Uh, in the fourth they, quarter only. Both made yeah. mistakes. Michigan dropped two punts. Uh, there, were, there were errors. There were... There were uh, penalties. There, there was, you know, questionable play calls. All of those things. That being said, Michigan um, pushed Bama around. Bama's not, you know, I mean, look, Bama when they play well and they've got the best co- college coach of all time, they're tough to beat. They have more five stars on their roster than the entire Big Ten. Yeah, I saw today. Is that true? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, but they're one dimensional and, and they really can't run the football that great. And Milrow just sort of does everything for him and he's still flawed. He may be the best player in football next year, but um, you know, I give Michigan credit. Michigan's got a great defense. They pushed them around. They ran the ball. Michigan is, is one dimensional. They don't throw the ball very well, Um, but they, they did it and won the Rose bowl in playoff in, in overtime, I should say in a, in a classic game. McClellan impressed me. Jace McClellan, the running back for Alabama. So I think they can run it. I think it's there. The, the talent is there. And, I mean, we saw it all come at coalesced versus Georgia in the SEC championship. I, the the sense that I got, and I had I picked Michigan to win. Uh, they were minus one and a half, I believe, uh, going into the game. But the, the sense that I got was in the third quarter when Alabama took the lead, they started like showing close-up face shots of the Michigan defense as Alabama was driving again as they were also up. And, I mean, I swear, I've never seen so much whites in their in a player's eyes, like cons- collectively. The entire group looked scared shitless. And they weathered the storm, which I really, I was very impressed with. But watching that, and as someone backing Michigan, I was like, this shit's over. These people are scared to death, uh, this defense. Which, they ended up pulling it together and like, gathering themselves and getting a stop when they had to, obviously. Um, but man, there for a minute, I was concerned for Michigan. They looked like the, the moment might be a little too big, but it, it proved not to be. Yeah. And you got to give Michigan credit for fighting through that, but yeah. I agree with you. They look scared. The moment this game was announced against Alabama, if you mm. watch that announcement show, well, and then they, they talked like, mad shit afterwards, which tells me they were scared and that they are insecure because they were just chap, 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 you chirp, know, and chirp, Michigan- chirp, chirp. Michigan didn't play a lot of close games this year. Obviously, they beat Ohio State in a mm-hmm. close game, but that game was at home. 
and you know they were ahead at the very end and barely. and uh, oh that's true too yeah um but you know they they get credit and, and they've opened i think it's four and a half point favorite against washington which sounds about right i think um i think i like washington to win the game so you if you fade me go ahead and take michigan mm. um but you know, they, they showed some toughness. They made some plays. They tried to, to throw up all over themselves, fumbling, fumbling that punt at the end of the game. Um, there was a number of and those. And then, There was a know, couple of muffed punts. Um, yeah. There, I mean, there was a couple, there was sloppy play in both of these games, both of these playoff games. I still don't come away unimpressed with any of these teams. All four of them, I thought, were really impressive. And... Yeah, the fact that I'm saying that it looked like Michigan's defense was scared at one point in the game, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a criticism. I actually am really impressed that they overcame that because, like, I thought they were going to go belly up after that, and they uh, they they showed some backbone. So, I mean, I think this Michigan team is damn good. Uh, I think it's going to be a challenge. I think for, so, too. Uh, I think it's going to be a real challenge for Washington to beat them. But on the other side, are you ready to move to Texas, uh, UW? Well, or you yeah, got more just thoughts? follow up on what you said there. I just saw, follow up on what you said. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan will be looser and more relaxed to play somebody else. I in mean, Alabama. I think the big bad SEC got in yeah. their head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to see Washington. They're going to have confidence, even though, you know, it, it, Washington's a whole different animal with that quarterback and with the wide receivers they have. Yeah. Uh, and the plays they can make in very tight windows and very much in space. But I think those Michigan guys are going to think, we can push these guys around. There's not a yeah. bunch of five stars running around there. You know, I mean, you said it. Alabama has more five stars than the entire Big Ten conference. So, I mean, and that's kind of I, that that aligns with my perception of Alabama. They have the best of the best, cream of the crop, and you know, sometimes it doesn't all coalesce into a, a perfect unit, and it usually has for them. But this year it was a struggle. They lost to Texas early, and then you know they came together, beat uh, Georgia there to end the C- the SEC season, and then. You know, came in as a four seed, and Michigan's just been good, man. And it, without a loss on the record, and with a whole bunch of ass weapons under their belt, uh, they overcame a little bit of of uh, what looked like fear. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but that was just my perception. And Michigan no, looks really so tough, dude. They look really, really tough. I think Michigan will come into the national championship game with more confidence than they had coming into this game. Yep. Uh, whether that's enough to beat Washington, we'll see. Let's talk about Washington. They. Uh, beat Texas in another game that comes down to the last play. Um, Washington is is good. And, you know, like when you've got a, a passing attack like they have, and they've got stud wide receivers too. Studs. Um, that ozone's know, a bad, bad boy. In, the difference uh, – boy, I just got four texts, six texts <laughs> in a row from my wife. Um, Are you in trouble? Can um, you take a break here? Uh, no. Okay. No, we don't. She's like, anyway, your haircut you is a, way too aggressive, Micah. Just letting you know. No, Six she, she, I think she kind of liked it. Okay, she's down um, with it. Okay. Anyway, uh, when you have a first-round, you know, can't-miss quarterback. Now, we'll see what kind of pro Phoenix turns out to be because he's had a lot of injuries. Granted, he was playing to Indiana before that. So, you know, I, I'd get hurt, too, if that was my offensive line. But you can make some plays, and it only takes a couple plays in, in a game that's going to be close. And you defend, you you know, when you make perfect defense, it's sort of like the old, the thing Charles Barkley always says, like, great defense is great, but great offense still beats great, great defense. Um, you know, they've got some of that. They can overcome being a little overmatched. Uh, and if they can hold Michigan, 
in the red zone and hold them to three instead of six a couple times, mm. you know, stuff like that. I, I just think they're going to, they've got enough to make, make a play. I think Michigan's going to be a little, I'm still hold on their passing game. Uh, they throw a couple picks in this game. I think that, that, and Washington's going to play clean. I like Washington, you but do. they look great against Texas. And, you know, they, they're, they're salt. Like they're just a good team. They're all around. They don't have many weaknesses. They throw the football very well. They defend um, and they make plays when they have to. So I, I was, I was impressed by what they did, but Phoenix also is Texas did not sack him. And yeah. Texas has studs all over that defense and they all attack. Yeah. I haven't seen the accuracy deep that I saw from Phoenix in a long time. Like it, like Burrow maybe was the last time that you saw like just mm-hmm. really next level accuracy to me that translates to the NFL, but I don't know for whatever oh, reason, yeah. if you can get a, a group of wide receivers and you can throw it deep with accuracy, I think all of a sudden you become a really dangerous asset. So I hope Phoenix lands somewhere uh, that's com- that's a good spot for him. Gets him, lets him kind of whatever. Um, the only question him. about him is health. Yeah, yeah. Um, He'd obviously, be, but, at, at the worst no, case I mean, scenario, I think he's a fantastic backup. So that's just kind of my thoughts on him as a as a pro prospect. But I'm with you. You know, like I think that Michigan's got that end of season formula of stout defense, good running game, uh, pretty good quarterback, game manager that is consistent is going to be competitive in almost all aspects of the game. No doubt. And now it's just a matter of, are the threes falling for Washington? Are they throwing deep balls? Mm -hmm. Are they getting loose? Is that offense really getting going? Does, does Phoenix stay clean or do they get to him? Uh, And I think that's really the, the difference maker. I think it's really on Washington's offense to show up and, and overcome uh, a really stout uh, Michigan defense. So that's kind of like how I'm looking at this championship game. Um, I think that's great analysis. This, this should should be a close game, yeah. and uh, I mean, I just think I think Washington scores twenty eight points, and if they score twenty eight points, they're going to win the game. That's that's my take on it. And uh, you know, they impressed me. And so, you know, do you have any takeaways on the Texas season? A year that they came in hyped, uh, lose that disappointing game to Oklahoma on the last play, stay clean the rest of the way, even though they had a couple close calls. Uh, maybe they're I don't know if you would say they're ahead of schedule. I don't know where you are, but uh, clearly this team is uh, is good, and Sark deserves a lot of credit for you know having a, a solid club that seems to be tough, and you know all the things that Texas hasn't been since Mac Brown's gone, or even the last three or four years of the Mac Brown era. Um, you know the perceived lack of toughness, the the big bodies, the guys who can really make a yeah. difference on the offensive and defensive lines. They have all of that. And uh, I don't know who, I don't know right now who's returning, but I would certainly say the season has been a big success. I, I think it was a big success. I would say Texas is back. I think this is technically back. Uh, they didn't win a championship, but they got to the playoff uh, deservedly. So, and I think the loss of Jonathan Brooks, the running back was pretty devastating. I mean, clearly they had good fill in guys. They had a true freshman running quite a bit for, for them in the, the Washington game. Um, but I think Jonathan Brooks was really a game changer for them. And, you know, it was a devastating loss. Quinn Ewers is coming back and then they've gotten the wings. Allegedly. Allegedly. But but, I mean, if he doesn't and the, they've also got Manning. So like they've got the, the future seems bright for the Texas Longhorns and they've always had a shitload of talent. The question was, does it all come together? Does it all coalesce? Kind of like what we were talking about with Alabama. And to me, 
I feel like it it all depends on your quarterback play. And when Quinn Ewers was playing, they was good. When he was shook mm. up, they you know they struggled. And as long as Manning can kind of live up to the hype, him following Ewers after a couple of years of development, like I just see this team being very good for a very long time. Uh, that said, they are entering in a very <laughs> very competitive SEC uh, very much atmosphere. So we'll see. I mean. If they go nine and three next year, that may be a disappointment to the fan base, but that's probably still a pretty good year. The first year in the SEC. Are they in the West, or is uh, there even Wests and East? There in are the no West and East anymore. It's yeah. all based on have they released the schedules? schedules? Generated. They have. I need yeah. to go take a look at that. I'm just really curious to see how who uh, OU and who Texas gets their first. They year. have. Uh, it, there, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. They play at Michigan the second week of the year. Oh, Christ. Which will be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they play at Michigan. They play uh, at A&M at the end of the year. They have to go. They have Oklahoma. They have Georgia at home. They get Florida at home. They go to Arkansas. They have Kentucky. I mean, it's not easy. No Alabama? Um, no Alabama. Yeah. Well, at least they get a break from that because that's just a – it's a pain in the ass to play those dudes every year. I can vouch for that. Every year we have to prepare for them. It's just like the weeks leading up, the week after, you're banged up. Like, it's just a lot. So, I mean, Georgia's no different, but at least you don't got to play both of them. Um, man, that Michigan start, like, you go in and you play potentially the the reigning national championship champion. We'll see how Michigan play, pans out. But then you go into SEC play, like, that's a, it's a pretty big uh, – bite to chew there for texas next year so we'll see how that plays out i suppose i think they're back though i think this was we'll an, a resounding success um and that i think they've got a, you know right future ahead i agree um you know and the only other thing i'd say there texas has advantages over every other school in the country when it comes to money and resources oh gosh, and yeah. in this world oh hi it's jane um <laughs> so you know, even if they take a step back next year, I think things don't change too much for them moving forward. Yeah. Uh, big takeaways from the the weekend and the pros, Brad. Uh, I, man, I was really wrapped up in college, and I haven't put a whole lot of of thoughts down. Why don't you start us off here? Well, Cowboys win that weird game yeah. on Saturday against the Lions, uh, twenty to nineteen, and they're somehow thanks to the Eagles in the pole position, win the NFC East, which is crazy. Um, bizarre cowboys winning they're in uh this week you're saying thanks and, to the eagles uh, because the eagles lost 35 31 to the arizona cardinals uh shockingly so uh yeah just at home yes at home what the hell is going on with them um yikes 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 is is the only way i can say it um I mean, Yikes, indeed. We were looking at their schedule for the Eagles. It was Giants, Cardinals, Giants were their last three games. And like, bro, it was a tough game against the Giants. And now you just lost to the Cardinals. Now you got to play the Giants again. Like, the wheels are falling off on these guys. So, like you said, Cowboys in a pole position. What do we got? Washington this weekend? Yeah. So we are in uh, yeah. position A, if you will. Yeah. Life's good for the Cowboys. And the 
the other headline, I, I think, of the Ravens stomping the Dolphins. Ooh. Hey, Jane, 56-19, locking down the first seed in the AFC, looking like the team to beat. My God, 56-19. to Can you believe that? What a destruction uh, of a Dolphins team that played the Cowboys really tough, ended up beating them in a uh, last-minute field goal the week before. So what? I was pretty surprised by that. Um, yeah, Chiefs kind of got right, but... Kind of not. Like, they finally started scoring some points in the second half. Um, they end up winning 25-17 over the Bengals. Um, Bengals didn't score in the second half. But, I mean, it was shaky there at first. Bengals uh, scoring 17 in the first half. So, uh, Chiefs, you know, kind of coming into form here. I think that, that back, the back half of that game was certainly positive. And then Pacheco getting going with 18 carries, 130 yards. Really important. Um also important. He's a difference maker for He's them. He's a difference maker. Yep. And then Rice seems to be kind of like up and down and up and down the receiver. He had five for 127. So that was pretty important and encouraging to see for uh, for the Chiefs after really a pretty abysmal start to that game. First half was, uh, you know, shaky at best. Um, at best. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much it, I think. I mean, we can talk about – there's a million things to talk about for week 18 and what's going to happen. Uh, but we'll come back and preview that, and I promise we will. Mike, Yeah, Mike got closed all those deals, so now he's able to come back and record. So we'll get on one here. Uh, that's right. Yeah, later this week we'll do a preview. But, yeah, pretty uh, pretty pretty good episode, Mike. I enjoyed it. Uh, pretty anything good, else go before to we hop bird. out of here? Just go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code BACKDOORCOVERJANE. Say hi to everybody. Oh, shame. Nope, she doesn't want to talk she now. She says, not right now, sir. And until next time, bye-bye. Mm, Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, Sorry for the abrupt.